is up, everybody? Welcome to the Next Guy Up weekend preview episode. We are yeah. here. We are lit on a Thursday night. We've got the Titans-Steelers game going on right now, so the Titans boys are vested, keeping up with Derrick Henry and Mayo Boy up there in Pittsburgh. Mason, it feels like you were just in Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll get we'll get to that. We had a little road trip stadium tour this weekend. Sure and, um, let's just let's just dive in. Let's just dive into the episode. We're going to do, do our normal stuff. I don't have to do a full breakdown of we're doing this, yeah. we're doing that. Everybody knows. They know. This, this thing don't change too much. So, victory laps. Mm. Zach, I want to start with you. All right. My- because you're crushing college football. Guys, don't look now. But if you've been taking our parlays, you know that I've I've hit the last four in a row, college football, my leg in the parlay. And they've all hit, I'm just going to say, pretty comfortably. Like, I think every single one has is, is hit pretty convincingly. Like, well, yeah. Um, and so I'm sticking with it. I felt uh, I felt really good about my my games last week. Uh, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm only have I only have one pick for each week. That's my new thing. I got one pick for you, and I, it's a guaranteed win. If I, the times I give two or three picks, a couple of them lose, and I still like I should just stuck with my one that I knew that I felt in my gut was correct. And I juggled a few this week, but I got one. I settled on. I think it's going to hit. I mean, I feel good about it. You know. And you're not giving out like Alabama money line against MTSU kind right, of bets right, here. Right. Zach is giving out real spreads on real matchups. Yep. This is real. He's a college sharp, everybody. You no, know, we're at the point of the season where you're you're kind of understanding some of the storylines. You see which teams are for real, which teams are not, and uh, I think it's a fun. And now college football always has some chaos. You know, there's always some crazy stuff that goes on. Um, but I, I feel pretty good about this week. You know, I feel like I'm, we're getting a, a pretty good picture of, of our college football season and the playoff picture, and we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I feel pretty good right now. Vols got a big win Sorry. last week too. Yep, Vols that's got a, a big, big victory last so, week. I mean, Titans. Will Levis actually looks like a real quarterback, and our Titans are like almost fun to watch again. Maybe they were pretty not fun to watch. I'm gonna be honest with you. Tannehill, yeah, it was yeah. like a struggle to even watch the game. I was like, what are we doing? Our offense was terrible. But but Will Levis understands that DeAndre Hopkins is like a good football player. If you just throw it to him, good stuff happens. So, you know, well, Titans good looking thing up. Mike Vrabel said, good thing Mike Vrabel said that Tannehill is the starter once he is back. Yeah, up. we'll see about so, that. We'll see what happens next couple weeks. Yeah, I don't believe it either. I think Tannehill, I respect Tannehill. I, I think he is a great, like, middle-of-the-road average quarterback, very consistently average. But I think Will Levis is, you know, it's early – and you don't want to jinx anything. They've played a couple of pretty mediocre teams so far. Falcons are not very good. Uh, they're playing the Steelers today, tonight, and that's he's looked pretty good so far. Though. I'm just saying, like in comparison with what I expected out of him, I think he no, looks pretty yeah. good. So speaking <clears throat> of the Titans, I have an apology to the world, oh. to the entire Next Guy Up podcast nation. Thank you, Mason. I am sorry. We crushed it, not even sweating those other two bets. And if you listen to last week's episode, I was down on Will Levis. I have been. Tinsley knows he can he can uh, go ahead and you know 
tell everybody how much I have been down on Will Levis. <laughs> it's been, it's been, I've been kind of hating on the kid and he lit it up. My bet was the Falcons money line first quarter and it was looking good, three to zero. All I needed to do was like seven, five minutes, whatever it was, the last couple minutes, run out the clock and let's go into the second quarter. And it was a long touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins. And could have been an interference call. Yeah. Could have saved and you, maybe. It did not could it did not happen. And I was we were at the game, at the Jags game, and our, me and Tinsley were sitting next to each other and like, oh, no. And then the Jags are looking really good, which we'll get, get into in about a, a minute or two about our experience. But I was like, this all, all two bets are going to hit, and mine isn't, is it? And that's exactly what happened. So I apologize to anybody who took my parlay. I just That was more motivation for me to do better this week. So here we are. I really like being the first bet, being in college. So it's like, if it wins, then I I don't have to like, I don't have to worry about it anymore during Sunday. I can just enjoy the games. And then if it loses, it's like, well, you know, it's just, it's like kind of done before the day starts. You're not like ruining anything for everybody else. Like the Vandy pick. (laughs) That was my best bet, not my parlay (laughs) pick. Oh, that wasn't your right. But uh, we're still sitting there for three hours. That was a tough one. Andy. Yeah, never again. See, I'm learning. I'm learning along the way. <laughs> Another a sidebar with the parlay. If if you're a smart gambler out there, take all three legs and singles as well because we'll probably go two and three. It's pretty chance. common for yeah. parlays to end like yeah. that. I don't think we've only lost every leg once. <laughs> that, so was, that was that was tough. You would just. You'd just be down bad. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. That's But tough. what was crazy about Mason's game is if you've ever been to NFL game, you know that it's, there's no service. Everybody's on their phones trying to check scores and bets and fantasy teams. Yeah. And so we're trying to keep up with what's going on in the Falcons Titans game. The Steelers have the worst scorebook scoreboard in the NFL. I think it literally looked like a high school like football field scoreboard <laughs> you i never knew the down and distance i never like could figure out where like what was going on in other games uh it was wild i mean that was like the only, that's probably the only bad thing i have to say about their stadium is their scoreboard was ridiculously small let's just jump into this while we're already here tens a lot of the stadiums they will have a strip of like video board all the way around the stadium with the other if you are at the game, you're more than likely an NFL fan yeah. of other games and teams. Yeah. And they did not have that. They maybe had like one small little square, but it kept switching away from it to do like advertisements or other mm. things. And so I was like, what's happening here? And then we try to get on to actually check scores. And like you said, the internet was trash. So I would like to go ahead and start my stadium rant. We can go over some positives, but I want to call out the fans of Pittsburgh. You all are pathetic. You all are sad. And the fact that the game was to start off, I have heard so many times, they're diehard fans. They shout and scream. It's the loudest stadium ever. Give me a freaking break, okay? Because that started, it was semi-loud, and then the kickoff happened, and everybody sat their butts down. And we stood, and I was like, no, I'd like to stand for a little bit. This is a this is a football game. 
and people we had one fan yelling at like telling us to sit down and i was like everybody's here acting like we're at a funeral service well you know what it was a funeral service for the pittsburgh steelers because they got taken to the woodshed baby by the jacksonville jaguars take that y'all need to step up your game they I don't want to hear this anymore. Your t- guess what? Your towels don't make noise, so stop swinging those things around and scream and stand up. There was one little section that I wish I was a part of. Guess what? It was a Jacksonville Jaguar fan section. Nobody else was there to enjoy the game. They just sat on their butts and whined and complained about how cold and wet it was. Guess what we were doing? We were enjoying the football game. So that's my rant. I, I got I fired no, up there. Ooh. I, I see no lies told from what Mason just said. I've been to. A lot of games, I've been to boring Colts games where their fans are more hyped up than this traditional top-tier NFL fan base. Um, so it was. I was a little disappointed by the energy in the crowd. It was a close game. Uh, they had their chances to like make some moves. Our offense was struggling in the first half, so you'd think the crowd would get fired up, but they were, in fact, not fired up. And the whole ter- terrible towel thing, like just – Give me a break. You're just so, waving a towel around. I did buy a terrible towel, and it is Thanos' dog toy. He gets a hold of our dish towels all the time, and I bought him one, and it's the perfect thing for him to chew up and destroy because that's that's what it's meant to be at this point. I used it to wipe my seat off, and that was about it, and for him to use it as a dog toy. But here's my breakdown real quick. I got a little heated there. Oh, I would like to say one last thing. It was a single-digit game. So they were only down by like seven at the time. Nine minutes left. They threw up Trubisky's out there. I think they threw a pick or it was a turnover. And they started leaving. And I was like, I literally stood up and I was like, we have nine minutes left. What are you doing? And you see this so many times where fans leave and then they come back. It actually happened when the Jets made the comeback last week. The fans couldn't get back into the stadium. It's tough. But I'm uh, I'm, I'm kind of hyped up a little bit. But my quick breakdown, because I want Tinsley to get his say as well. Um, it was very historic. There was a lot of cool like memorabilia. They had the old like pictures of back when they were first winning Super Bowls, old uniforms, old pictures. Uh, they had a whole display of the terrible towels. Everyone that they've made that's different. Uh, the stadium was pretty cool inside. They had a, they had a lot of like just different things that made it unique, different than like Nissan Stadium or some of the others. Yeah. My number one backlash was it took us. So we paid sixty five dollars for parking. It was a parking lot that was the closest to the stadium. We were literally across the road. Yeah. We did that because I thought maybe we would get out quicker. It took us an hour, me and Tinsley, which we couldn't even, we couldn't, we didn't even sit on our phones because our internet wasn't working. Because I guess the whole, like that whole section, the internet was bad, parking was bad, getting out, traffic was bad, getting out. And then we realized why there was not a single police officer or single person directing traffic. So it took us an entire hour to get out of there and an entire 30 minutes to get, that was extra traffic getting out. And I've never seen anything like that ever. Like concerts or football games, I've always seen like a good flow. Some, You know, it's going to be bad. Everybody's trying to leave. you got thousands of people there. But the fact that I did not see one single person directing track, it was a free-for-all. It was a mess. Nobody was letting people out. So it was kind of a disaster. But that was my only backlash. But Tens, give, give your quick breakdown. 
No, yeah, I definitely agree. It had a lot of cool like historical stuff all around the stadium. Uh, really good food inside and out. We we got to the game early to check out the stadium, so we just hit up the vendors on the outside. Really good barbecue truck. Yeah. Um, getting in was really easy. Some stadiums you have a lot of tr- like trouble with that. It was super easy to get in. Um, I got a really cool old like old school fashioned soda they thing they're doing and it was a cool metal mug so that was fun but um and you're like oh this thing's awesome yeah it was cool no sorry the the stadium like where it's at is cool like it's right in their downtown it's right on the river too so there's like this cool view of the river and then i guess when it's hot or or like early games there's a lot of fog that comes off the river so it makes it cool we saw people like taking the ferry to come to the game. So I bet that's like a cool little game day experience. But uh, I mean, it's definitely, I'd probably put it as like, I think it takes my number two stadium now that we've been to. Um, so we've been to Jacksonville. number one. Well, I have to say Jacksonville. So Jacksonville. Um, but, and then Steelers, then Panthers, Colts, and then Titans. The Titan Stadium is falling apart. <laughs> it's bad. No, you're correct. There's a reason why they're trying to get a new stadium built. If I had to rank mine, uh, I was I was knocking on the fans, but if we're talking about stadiums itself, I enjoyed Pittsburgh the most. Tinsley watched me. I was taking tons of pictures. I was looking around. Like it, it was really cool experience. Like look look up some of like the stuff inside the stadium. They had a Lombardi tro- trophy. I don't know if it was fake or real, but they had one sitting in the stadium that we got to see. So you hear about like history like historic and history with like the Packers. That's kind of what I felt like with Pittsburgh. So I would go probably like Pittsburgh, then I enjoyed the Colt Stadium a lot. Like Lucas Oil, the dome. It was just really cool. F- good food when we were there. And then probably go Jacksonville, Carolina, then the then the Titans. So that's my that's my ranking there. But what else made the trip fantastic? Tens, you got hot with some betting. Was yeah. Um, so if you're following us over on Twitter, I went seven and two on the weekend mm, over there. It's pretty good. Never a bad time. Um, and then I also. Uh, NBA started and uh, your boy was out here crushing. I'm trying to look at my uh, no free ads, but Picket is a free app that will track all of your gambling for you. And so I had was up 13.1 units on Friday, up 12.9 units on Saturday, and up oh I don't know mm, doing math. 348 units on or no sorry 34.8 units on <laughs> sunday carry the one carry the units. one we 300 me million so units. units me and mason uh signed up for bet 365 on the way up because we drove through kentucky and it's live there and in ohio well that's a fun sports book because they give you 365 dollars of free bets if you, bet and, if you just bet a dollar. So me and Mason did that and we had our we paid for our trip. I just I pulled I paid for my trip and then some. So it was a good weekend. And the Jacks we, won. 
Just a quick overview. We hit Travis Etienne first touchdown together. Uh, that was. It took us a while to get there. We were waiting for a while. It did take a while to score a touchdown. Third quarter. Weather um, was gross. It was the yeah. worst weather game I've ever been a part of. Yeah. It was raining and wet and cold the whole time, and I was wearing shorts. Doesn't matter. They're diehard fans. They need to. They need to step up their game. Yeah, we were wearing shorts and we were standing, so uh, we were acting more like the fans that I always hear from them. But we hit a first basket the night before. You hit some college football, so we were we were doing really well with some betting over the weekend. Yep. Sorry, I was checking our notes. I think that'll wrap up the oh, and Mason stole a hot dog from Speedway. Um, <laughs> Let me explain real quick. Hold on, we can't just throw that in and be done. Uh, I, I was challenged by the guys to do a hot dog at a gas station. We went to two horrible gas stations, then we went to a third one, Speedway, and that gas station he lo- he will ride or die with Speedway. But that one was a joke. He had he was about to come check on me because it took me fifteen minutes to check out for my one hot dog. Well, uh, actually two. Well, so it was on the roller and they were so dried and small. The fact that I was able to walk out of there, it shouldn't be an issue. Like if I was to go out of there with two regular size hot dogs, they would have noticed. But it was dried up and shriveled up and small that I was like, I could fit two in this bun. So I did. And it still was not good. <laughs> it was a dollar It's almost like gas station hot dogs aren't good. It was the wrong place to go to. It was the uh, wrong gas station. It's almost like that might have been okay. a bad draft pick. I will say that I was really was one it? one of those rollers. Like that's what they call them, but it's like a taquito with chicken, or they have like different ones. Yeah. Some of them's like a big cheese stick looking thing, but they call them hmm. rollers. Those look good, <laughs> but yeah, my gas station hot dog was not good. Well, I'm proud of you for for taking one for the team. Absolutely. Even if you did steal it, which we do not <laughs> condone here on the Next Guy Podcast. <laughs> no, we do not. Okay, college football. Let's hear it, guys. We have a lot well, going we on. Our, yeah, big week. Yeah, not yeah, big, big, crazy week. Lots of info coming at you. Buckle up, baby. So the first big thing that happened this week is the college football playoff ranking came out, the first one of the year. This one has been famous for just being very wrong. I remember the very first one that ever came out, Mississippi State was the number one overall seed, which did not end well. Last year was Tennessee. We all know how that one ended up. Yeah, Tennessee was number one right. Remember back a year ago, what a glorious day that was when this ranking came out and Tennessee was number one in the nation for the first time in my lifetime. Nah, not my lifetime, but the first time in my like like memory. And then it all went downhill after that. But Tennessee came in at number 17, so not bad. We have we have a lot of opportunity to, to move up. But um, let's go ahead. Um, I think we can talk about it because some of our other talking points are within that. Um, our top six as of right now are Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Oregon. Uh, Tin's first reactions to that list when you saw it? Um, I, I don't agree with Ohio State, but other than that, it feels that feels right. 
I've, I feel like it's as simple as just switching Michigan and Ohio yeah. State. But so we've got five undefeated teams. Uh, Oregon, the only one lost team to, to jump into that top six, um, out of a list of eight one loss teams total. Those would be Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Penn State, Missouri, and Louisville. Now, out of that top six, obviously, we've got a couple of really big matchups. Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Week 12, obviously, shaping up to basically be a a play-in game for the playoff. Yeah. Um, I mean, the winner is going to play in the Big Big Ten Championship against probably Iowa. Iowa, who yeah, is I'd say not very good. <laughs> so I think that's practically a play in game. And then I really think you're you're pretty much gonna have a play in game uh with Oregon, Washington, and the Pac twelve championship. As long as both of them went out, which I think they should, that I th- I think the Pac twelve championship is basically gonna be a play in game as well. So out of those six teams, I think, I think we... two will be eliminated basically just with this with the course of the season. I think we got a spunky team out there out west up in Oregon, uh, the Oregon State Beavers. Ooh. I would be worried about them playing spoiler at this they point. They lost last week, right? They're, I believe Yeah, because you, so. you bet on them. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 6-2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. Arizona, Arizona's been playing really well lately. I think Oregon gets a shot at Oregon and, and Washington. Yeah. So, I don't know. They're just – I feel like it's something that the that the Pac-12 would love to do to themselves. Is they do love just beating themselves. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, so, but if not, then it's definitely a playing game between or- the rematch of Oregon and Washington. Which would be a very fun game. Uh, I, I actually heard a lot of people voted were voting Oregon over Washington, even though Washington had the the head to head. Washington's looked a little iffy in the last couple games. They played pretty bad against Arizona State and then pretty bad against Stanford, where Oregon on has kind of yeah. done the opposite and has looked better since that game. So I think yeah. some question or- marks there for sure. Oregon has better odds right now to win the national championship crazy. than Washington. Yeah, um, kind of crazy. Which I'm, Jasper loves that. Um, I am on Oregon already. I took them – I told myself, and I, I talked about it on the pod, I was going to take whoever – lost that game to win the Pac-12. And then I ended up doing that plus um, taking Oregon. I took them today at plus 1,400 to win the national championship. It's it's just a it's a long shot, but I feel like they're just a team that's kind of getting on a roll right now and has really been like one of the few teams that looks like head and shoulders good, like yeah. better than the teams they're playing. I agree. I think, like you've had- I think Michigan is maybe the other team. Um, yeah, in that boat. I mean, I think some of these teams, like Florida State, has not really wavered very much, but their their competition has been much less as of late. Um, yeah, ACC is really. They had LSU and then they had Clemson at the front end, but both those teams have looked well. LSU doesn't. I mean, there's competitive. So that's I mean, that's been that was a pretty good win, but overall, Georgia had a couple of hiccups, but they're looking much stronger now. Uh, Michigan has not really even faced sort of a competition yet. Um, so I think there is some interesting stuff going on there. I, I think that'll be fun. I think there will be some teams beat each other, obviously. Um, but I think it's going to be a fun kind of end to the year here. 
Fun, fun playoffs. Sorry, I think my dogs were trying to talk to your dogs. Uh, I was muted too, but we're good now. Um, so <laughs> the dogs need their own episode, apparently. Uh, sticking the college football, we'll we'll stay right here. I'll I'll guide us while Zach goes and figures out what's what's happening. Keep it going, um, baby. Um, so I'll go ahead and give my playoff prediction, Mason. Okay. And I was trying to see, we were talking about it earlier if we could parlay this, and I don't think that we can. Uh, I'm working just, on it right now as okay. we speak with family. All right. So let's take a look. But go ahead. I'm, I'm not going to, don't hold me accountable for seeding wise here, but I'm going to go with Michigan, Florida mm, State, cheers. Florida State, Georgia. And I'm going Oregon. I think Oregon is going to win out. I think Oregon wins the Big Twelve or the Pac-12 and takes that fourth spot. So, just the I, I just gave my playoff prediction right there, Zach Mason's seeing a Fanduel will let him uh, parlay it, like we were talking about. But I went with Michigan, yep. Florida State, Georgia, and Oregon. I do think Oregon is going to end up pulling it, like. <laughs> Winning out and Ed then Dillon. beating Washington. We have the exact same list. Oh, no. Do we really? Uh, yeah. So I've got Georgia, Oregon, Michigan, uh, Florida State. Yeah. I think Florida State's schedule is just too soft. I don't think there's a loss there right now. Uh, I, I can't yeah. see them losing a game. So I don't know how good they actually are at this point. But I don't see them playing bad enough. I think North Carolina has been exposed as kind of a fraud. Uh, same with Duke. They both look very beatable. And those are the second two best teams, I think, in the ACC right now. They've already got through Clemson. So I don't see them losing. Do, what, who would Florida State play in the um, ACC championship game right now? Would it be North Carolina? Right. Do you know if they I do? Think it's, I think they do divisions over there in the ACC still. They don't just take the top uh, two. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know ACC enough Same. to like know that. Yeah, right. Sorry, I should have prepped you for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't actually know. Um, I'll, I'll do some research throughout the course of this pod, and I'll tell okay. you. I think Mason's got an answer for us. So, Fanduel, you can Ooh. do all four con- combined up to four selections in a parlay. So, give it to me one more time so I get it correct. Uh, uh, this is live on the Michigan. pod. Live on the pod, Michigan. Georgia. Yep. Florida State. Okay. And Oregon. So that will be a plus 812 if you get it correct. Pretty good. I would like to real quick break down. Be the right top back, boys. Th- the top three that you listed were all top three favorites. So Florida <laughs> State minus 250, Georgia minus 210, Michigan minus 150. Then you have Ohio State plus 110 Washington plus 155 your biggest odds one was Oregon at plus 165 then I want to give a couple more here real quick just to finish up Texas plus 200 Alabama plus 250 Oklahoma plus 310 LSU plus 550 Louisville plus a thousand let's see where Tennessee is Tennessee plus 4500 it would take something magical I yeah. like Texas's chances until Oklahoma went and lost. So now, even if Texas does come back and beat them in the Big 12 championship game, it's, I don't think it's going to look like a good enough win now since Oklahoma went and lost to UCF. I, I just think that kind of ruined their shot. 
unless something crazy happens and, and the Pac-12 really eats themselves alive and you get Oregon dropping one before the Pac-12 championship game and Washington losing early and then losing yeah. there. I think that's what it would take for that to happen. And I, th- I think we should do something crazy. Well, go ahead. Zach. Well, I'll say both of us uh, made the decision to not put a Big 12 team in, right? Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, I think they've both yeah. done enough damage to themselves where I think it's irreparable. But I will say that I think Texas, should they win out and beat an Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, uh, would would probably be – Maybe the top one loss team, like they might jump another one loss team if they beat Oklahoma in the rematch. So I will say that if and if if they can get a little bit healthier and get some of their stars back, I think there is a chance Texas could make a run at it still if they went out. Real quick, yeah. did you all say you had the same? Yes. List? We should do something crazy that's never been done on the pod. Make this a bonus official parlay. Yeah, I just took it. So, so it's official. Yeah, pretty good about it. Put it in the books. Uh, baby. For the record, the oh, ACC yeah. championship is divisionless now, so they are on track to actually play Louisville. It looks like Louisville is seven and one, four and one in conference. So, if things trend the direction they're going right now, they would end up playing Louisville in the conference championship. Well, that would be best case scenario for Florida. I know. State. I, think I mean, I Louisville's think, kind of a fake seven and one compared to Louisville. Might UNC. still drop some, but North Carolina's lost twice in a row, and Duke has also lost oh, twice yeah. in a row. So, both of the teams that look kind of up there in ACC both have lost a couple times, and now all of a sudden it's like Florida State and everybody else. I didn't realize UNC had lost twice. Yeah, they lost a bad game to Virginia. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a bad loss. Ten ten to pay out eighty one dollars and twenty eight cents. By good. the way, sounds like a winner to me. Yeah, I had a random boost uh, for college football for this weekend, but I said, "Nah, we'll just use it on this." Heck yeah! So, just in case you were wondering, North Carolina is plus twenty one thousand to make it. So yeah, if you would have if you would have subbed them in instead of like Oregon. Your payout would be plus seventy five thousand. It'd be ten dollars to pay out seven thousand five hundred dollars. So that's a pretty good payout. You want to do that instead, guys? Change it up a little. Mm, I think I'm all the way good on that one. <laughs> so, so college football. Um, looking ahead a little bit, I have some of these in my best my weekend matchups. But boy, is this um, is this going to be a huge weekend in? in college football, especially in the SEC West. Uh, I'm going to mention a couple games, uh, but even actually SEC East too, like the SEC has some, has some serious like conference shaping games coming up this weekend. I'll mention some of them in my weekend matchup, but uh, there's some fun matchups around the country this week. Uh, last week was a little bit light on some of those big games, but this week's is pretty heavy. I think it's going to be a fun week. That's, that's all I had. Sorry. My <laughs> my everything just froze. I thought I was about to get kicked. I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we can let's move to let's move to NFL. Okay. So it was a big weekend in college football, but it might have been an even bigger weekend in the NFL. We had the NFL trade deadline. It's not as exciting as everybody wants it to be. You think a bunch of receivers and a bunch of big name players are gonna get traded. 
it's not the NBA. You can't just plug a player in the middle of the season and expect them to just like pick up a new offense. But you can see a lot of things like defensive players getting traded because their their whole job is, hey, go sack the quarterback if you're a defensive lineman. And that's what the commanders did. The commanders have gone into sell mode. They traded their top two defensive ends, one being Montez Sweat to the Bears for their second-round pick, which is essentially a first-round pick because it'll be mm-hmm. like 30 <laughs> – third overall probably and then the rich get richer the san francisco 49ers said oh we lost three games in a row let's add former second overall draft pick nick young or no not you chase young chase young Young. i was saying nick bosa that's now their teammates and that's fun it's fun they added him right before they play the jaguars that's 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 tough look for you tense i'm sorry we went and traded for a left guard baby I hope you saw this, but I saw a um, – there's a quarterback. I, I want to find out who it is, but it's like a college quarterback, and he is going – he's in the shotgun ready to snap the ball, and his hands are shaking like crazy. And it said Trevor Lawrence after seeing that trade and having to play them next week, and it's like uh, – he uh, like just gave the eye roll. We ain't worried about that. Well, We just traded, we just traded for Ezra Cleveland, bro. We're fine. Who's that? <laughs> He's a top. He's a top ten left guard in the NFL, man. Oh, what's the odds of us draft or you guys drafting like a high school offensive lineman and you saying, still saying he's a top ten no matter what? You, you're, well, you're getting a text. <laughs> Go ahead, do whatever you're about to do. Listen, the uh, Chase Young, the fact that he was a second overall. And they had a third round pick that they got in that I said it in a group text. The math ain't math in there. The fact that that happened was just kind of it, okay. I, I I take back what I said. Is it a six round pick for that offensive lineman? Oh no, you Jacks? keep you keep talking. I'm gonna find a, a ranking for you here. Oh uh, okay. Um. I, well, I'll keep I'll keep breaking down the trade deadline. Um, the Vikings, they had an injury, obviously, with Kirk Cousins, so they needed to find somebody else. Yeah, tough. Achilles injury. Who did they trade for, Zach? One of your favorites. It's your boy, Josh Dobbs. You would be correct. The Cardinals got a uh, six-round pick, and the Vikings got a starting quarterback, um, which is just wild that – He's the I know Josh Dobbs right coming from where like he was a he was a backup for so long uh, in Pittsburgh and to do what he's done and, and now he's a starter in the NFL that enough to get traded you know that I mean that's a pretty cool story honestly uh, he's worked hard and I, yeah. I, he's a good guy I like him a lot I'm happy for him and uh, fifteen hundred yards eight touchdowns five interceptions is his for the his stats for this year. Um, if you look at like Jimmy Garoppolo or some of these like veteran quarterbacks, he's actually played better statistics wise with a team that is not as talented in my actually opinion. very bad. A lot of people yeah. thought that they tanking. were tanking. They're, yeah, they are tanking. And he has actually surprised. He's like, nah, I'm going for yeah, these. Yeah, the Cardinals had to get rid of him because he was so, tanking too well. He was like, probably, <laughs> he was not tanking. And they are, he was trying to. That's hard. exactly. Yeah. So they're going with the rookie uh, quarterback, yeah. uh, Tune. Just because they're like, oh, this guy keeps winning for us. We don't want that. So um, he already talked about the Bears making a move on uh, Monte Sweat. Um, and then there was just a couple small, like, 
the Seahawks acquired uh, a former Pro Bowl defensive lineman, uh, Leonard Williams. Uh, they gave uh, the Giants got a uh, second round pick. Big, for that was a big trade. Trading yeah. him. He's, he's a top. He's a very good defensive tackle. I don't know why the Giants traded him. They also look like they're, they're in cell mode yeah. a little bit with just getting blown out. Um, and this is a little bit before the trade deadline, but the we all we already talked about this, but Kevin Byard uh, got at, like basically the Titans just sort of like, oh, good players. Here you go, Eagles. So <laughs> uh, you were talking about the NBA. NBA likes to uh make a big deal out of the trade deadline and is usually like headlines all over the place. They actually stole Thunder from the NFL trade deadline with James Harden being traded on the on same the- day as the trade deadline for NFL. So that was just a random Can I have a question note. for Mason. Okay. Do you think the Titans are actually in real in rebuild mode right now? Or do you think last week's performance by Will Levis kind of made everybody be like, "Hmm, maybe we can't we can make a run I, at this like this season with with our current personnel?" Or do you think they're still like they're still trying to? You think they regret trading Byron when they did? I don't know. I just feel like they pulled the trigger too early. Levis looked better than people thought he was going to look, and now all of a sudden it's like, "Oh man." It's almost like what you just said. They pulled the trigger, and then it's like they almost kind of changed their minds because there was a lot of rumors out there that teams were very active in trying to get Hopkins, and they were declining offers. And it's not like they they just they changed their mind on having them be available, like uh, on on the yeah. trade block. There's a lot of things out there. It wasn't that the pro- like no, you're not giving us enough. It was the fact that they changed their mind on on trading. Derrick Henry as well was rumors, yeah. and then those kind of went away. So it's like they almost were like, all right, let's go sellout mode. And then it's like, oh, maybe there is a little glimpse of hope, and they changed their mind. So I would like to say not so fast, yeah. just because the fact that they were playing the Falcons, and true. if anybody's watched a Falcons game, um, we're in live time right now watching uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers team, which their defense look, looked good. Like they, they still there were some plays that they blew up with the Jacksonville Jaguars tens. Did they not like there were some things going on there? It's just it didn't last forever. Yeah, um, they still have TJ Watt. He's a monster. And so, um, anyways, I I just want I want to see in time and see when when they actually play legitimate like contenders or even winning winning teams like with winning records. So you're right, but at the end of the day, I mean, are looking at some of the teams we play. When you get to play the Colts twice, you get to play the Texans twice, and Jags are legit. I mean, they're they're a good team, but we still the schedule is a little bit soft compared to a lot of teams in the NFL, and so I just think there's still an opportunity to at least like, I don't know, make that like above 500 mark. That sometimes is that wild card ish realm, um, and there's a possibility that they still sneak in. And if that's maybe worth it to the Titans organization to say, mm, let's keep some of these guys around and see what we can do. That's my take. I I saw where Derrick Henry, they had agreed on a trade. Amy, the owner said, no, we're not doing that. I'm not going to have an empty stadium the rest of the year. Um, Cause I feel like Titans fans would have not responded well to a Derrick Henry trade. Nope. And I feel like Byard was almost – a backbreaker for some uh, some Titans fans. I saw some Titans fans who were very upset about that trade. 
Yeah. And I feel like if you if you are gonna roll with Levis all year, keep keeping Derrick Henry to take some of that pressure off yeah. of him where teams can't just be like, hey, let's make a rookie quarterback beat us. Now it's like, no, we still have to focus on Derrick Henry. Like he's still back there. So it was a smart move if that's how you're gonna roll the rest of the year. I do think they end up I, I think it's one of these where he's playing well tonight. Vrabel will not have a choice. Like he won't be able to put a Tannehill back out up there. Well, Tannehill has not looked good this season. Like alternatively, it was like as soon as Levis came in, it was like, oh, I forgot that like quarterbacks can make plays like ex- like more like than just ball down like a, your basic pass. Yeah, like make an explosive play uh, with your arm to yeah. an incredible receiver that you have down the field. Like let's we can do this. And then so that was trade deadline and stuff. And then the other random thing is the Raiders fired their GM and head coach in the middle of the night on Wednesday night, or I guess Wednesday morning. Uh, apparently there were a lot of calls being made to try and trade for Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. People were trying to make moves for these Raiders players and no one was answering the phone because the GM knew he was getting fired that afternoon. So there was no one to really step into that role to facilitate trades or anything, which is just like just bad management of a team. Like what is the owner doing? Like fire these guys a few days before, or I don't know. What are we like? What are they doing? The Raiders are such a, just a disaster right now, but I cannot believe they fired their coach in the middle of the night. I would like to say fire everyone in the Raiders organization. Um, My (laughs) fantasy team. This is off. This is off the topic a little bit. My fantasy team was looking so good. And I, for somehow, have three Raiders players on my roster, my fantasy roster, which was my first mistake. I get it. That's my fault. I'm an idiot, including Devontae Adams. And those three players combined for six overall points, and I lost my fantasy after being projected to win by like 30 before the game started. Truly heartbreaking. Raiders, fire everybody. Start over. Well, they did. They deserve (laughs) it. They deserve to be fired. They promoted they promoted their linebacker coach to be the new head coach. They benched Jimmy G. They fired the offensive coordinator. So everyone who hurts you on Monday night Good. got fired. All of them. Uh, speaking uh, of fi- uh, speaking of coaches um, getting fired and on the hot seat and things, we, we skipped over this topic a little bit earlier, but I think this would be a great time to talk about it. Um, this, okay. uh, this Dabo Sweeney um, – Yeah. This phone call has been going around <laughs> the internet uh, – Pretty heavily. I, that, so Dabo has been in, uh, I don't know, he's had a terrible season so far. I mean, ever, it's it's pretty, like he's four and four, not doing well. A caller calls in, Tyler from Spartanburg, who is now pretty famous. I heard of some like Halloween costumes yeah. and stuff. Uh, he comes in, <laughs> uh, kind of starts roasting Dabo, talking about his $11.5 million salary, which it's a lot of money. Um, it's a lot of money to lose four games. And uh, Dabo kind of goes off for about five minutes, a five-minute rant on this guy and how he's he's garbage and has no room to talk. And just it's hilarious hearing Dabo just kind of become like just unleash on this on this person or this kid who tries to trash talk yeah. a little bit. And it's it's one of those it's like Dabo is losing it. Like he is He's lost the locker. He has lost the state of South Carolina at this point. 
I mean, he's <laughs> he's had the quote of if we're paying college players, I'm I'm gonna quit. Yep. You know, that's not this isn't a business. This is football. There you go. I don't. You know, he's just whoo. It's rough. It's funny though. It's very entertaining. I, it's, it's fun to have like a character like this in college football. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Dabo oh. Swinney is, I think he's the yeah. highest paid public employee in South Carolina. Uh-huh. Like paid yeah. by, paid by the state in some way. 11 and a half well, million Zach- dollars a year salary. If you're, let's say you're a normal person and you're making like $50,000 a year. Let's just say you're kind of like an average person. It, yeah. That Dabo Sweeney is making like 220 times your salary. Like you'd have to work right. your job for 220 years to make what Dabo is making to, to go, to go four and four and whatever he finishes at. Like, and it's easy for, I know it sucks to like be criticized because you, you're doing the best you can. You've really pulled this program out of the ashes. Like you've truly had a remarkable run. Um, but it's it's the same with NFL and NBA and whatever. Like you're getting paid a ton of money, but as soon as your production drops, there's there's somebody else that's going to take your spot. And so it is what it is. I mean, this is this is sports for you, you know. So it's definitely a what have you done for me lately, Lee? Yeah. You don't you you can't sit on your championships for very long. It's especially college football fans; they're ready for the next one. And I'm not I'm not going to say they're going to fire him this season. They're definitely not. No, his buyouts too. But I'll tell you much. that this is what happened to Phil Fulmer is he had, he won a couple like he had a couple really good seasons. He had a long winning streak, won a national championship, uh, yeah. and that was a handful of years after that. He went like six and six, and it was done. Yep. I mean, that's all it takes, you know. One of the greatest coaches in Tennessee history is done six and six season. So uh, it is interesting. Well, I mean, you don't understand, Zach. Did you not know that he was the lowest paid college coach at one point? Yeah, congrats to him. I mean, shout out. Yeah. He, uh, boy. That was his coach. He really was like, yeah, I was the lowest paid coach. (laughs) And I I worked for everything I've I've got here. I'm not going to let a kid like you try and come in here and trash talk me. And, uh, like, it was wild. If you haven't watched it, go go watch the whole thing. Go find it. It's a little unhinged. Like, it feels like Dabo is is kind of like. He's losing it a little. Triggered. He's triggered a little bit. Uh, yeah, but it was very funny. It was funny. Um, all right, so that is going to do it for our weekend recap slash just recap of the week of football. It's been it's been an interesting week for sure. Um, Zach, let's get into our favorite matchups of the week. I see you've got um, one, <laughs> but you've got some honorable mentions too. It's it's a big weekend in SEC football. So let's see what All right, you got. All right, so my, my number one weekend matchup that I like the most, I think has the most bearing on the future, is Bama LSU. Uh, two big-time teams, obviously. LSU uh, has a couple of losses at this point, but they're still kind of in the mix. They're still 14 in the rankings because um, a couple of those losses look a little bit better in hindsight, especially uh, that loss against Florida State, who's very highly ranked. And so LSU kind of, I mean, I've heard they still have a chance really to play into uh, this playoff if they get a big win over Bama, go to the SEC Championship, um, and beat presumably Georgia. I mean, they've still got an outside chance at, at sneaking in. 
uh, as I think you'd have a hard time leaving out an SEC champion champion that just beat Georgia in a in a in a game. So um, I think that game has a lot of bearing, but also Bama is playing for their life to, uh, this week. Um, they are number eight in the rankings. They lose this. I mean, they're done. And really, this is almost uh, this is a huge game for whoever's going to be in the SEC championship game. Uh, one of these teams is basically going to get eliminated this week from SEC championship contention and effectively eliminated from the playoffs as well. So consider this a playoff elimination game. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. I did not bet on this game because I have no idea what's going to happen. LSU has been their, – their offense is obviously very good. Uh, Jane Daniels is um, at this point kind of climbing some of the Heisman rankings despite having two losses already because he's just looked very good. Bama, we know who they are at this point. They are not an elite team. Very good defense. Uh, Jalen Milrow is coming along and has looked much better. So I think it's going to be a very, very good matchup. I think Bama probably takes it, but I think um, it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, Tens, any thoughts on the Bama LSU matchup there? Um, not. I don't know. No, I don't know I, either. I think That's LSU, my thing. I, it's, it's hard. To, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how, what to think about this Alabama team. Right. They're very like Jekyll and yeah. Hyde, and I, I can't really get a read on them. LSU is just offense. Yeah. They're just their whole goal is we're going to score fifty. Can you score fifty one? Yeah. Defense, not if not, right. we'll beat you. Yeah. No, not at all. So I don't know. That's that's definitely a tough matchup. I'm I'm more interested in that Missouri Georgia game because right. I think this is probably the best I think all around offense that Georgia's uh-huh. played so far. Um, I know a lot of hype went into that Kentucky game. Kentucky was playing well going into Georgia, yeah, but they were very one dimensional. You know, run first offense. I think or Missouri very good quarterback. Very good weapons at wide receiver, so I think they could push Georgia to the limit that they've been pushed to so far. And they've they've kind of sleptwalk a few games where, had they been playing somebody better, yeah. they probably would have lost. So that's that's my that would be my college matchup that I'm most interested in. I really thought of, I really almost made the, that game my best bet, um, but I, I honestly yeah. like I like the game, but I. I don't know. I couldn't figure out which way to go because part there's half of me that says Georgia uh, is kind of turning into their vintage form, even without um, Brock Bowers. They've looked much better, yeah. And they're just going to roll in uh, and kind of take care of business and, and win pretty big. I'm still not sure if Missouri is good. I, I don't know. They still haven't right. really played a team that is like that's super competitive, and so it's it's still hard for me to look at their their season so far and be like this Missouri team is le- legit. Uh, it kind of screams one of those teams where they've their favorable part of their schedule was early, and now they're they're starting to hit their uh, tough part of the schedule, and we're going to see what happens. But then another part of yeah. me says, you know, if Missouri is legit, it's like a fifteen and a half point spread. That's that's a lot of points, and especially of points. with Mizzou being at home. So I chose not to pick that game because I was like, uh, this. Uh, I don't know which way to pick. Honestly, I think it's. I feel really down the middle on it. Uh, the third honorable mention, which we'll spend less time on here, uh, was AM and Ole Miss. Ole Miss is also fighting for their SEC West Championship hopes. They obviously dropped that game to Bama earlier, but they only have one loss. They're actually sitting um, in a decent spot. They're sitting at number 10 in, that, in the playoff rankings. Um, I mean, a win here, and all of a sudden, um, 
Ole Miss is looking at if they can win a couple big games down the road, an SEC championship game against probably Georgia on the horizon for them. And that with one loss, I mean, that could potentially be, like I said, a play a play-in game for the playoffs. So yep. uh, very interesting game. I really the, – the, the line was minus three Ole Miss, and I was like – uh, if you want a secondary that's bet, uh, I think that's that's a good one to take. I don't I don't understand why the line is so low. A and M I think is falling apart, tanking a little Imploding. bit. Yeah, uh, they just their season is basically over. They're they're kind of done. Uh, I would be shocked if A and M covers that three point spread. Uh, that was my that was like one of my other options I was considering. I think it's a very good bet still. Ole Miss minus three. But it's not my official bet. That's coming up in my best bet category. So we we call that in the business. We call that in the business, Zach, a lean. You would say I I give this out as a lean. lean. If it wins, if you win, you can brag. If it loses, I didn't take that. It was a lean. Okay, I love. I didn't know that existed, but I'm taking it. It's a lean. It's leaning on this in uh, big time. Yeah. But not taking fancy it though. Fancy podcast. Not taking it. Right. Leaning leaning heavy. Yeah. They but they sure do like to count that like a win. Now, if if Ole Miss wins win. big, I'm gonna come up here gloating though next week. You better believe my victory lap is gonna be <laughs> Ole Miss. Wins big. Uh, all right, Mason. What is your matchup of the weekend? All right. So my matchup, I'm gonna do something a little fun and different here. Um, because Tinsley is going to, spoiler alert, break down the betting side and some of the analytics and statistics of the Chiefs game, which is held, Chiefs versus Dolphins, which is held in Germany. I'd like to do something a little different here. I want to talk about some stats about the international games, and I have a bonus trivia question. Ooh. So... I didn't know this, but the NFL and the AFL used to do international preseason games. The first one of those uh, was played between the Giants and the Chicago Bears at Varsity Stadium in Toronto, August 15th, 1960. Hmm. It's barely international. Barely. Sorry. What was that so, face? Sorry, I just saw the replay of that Titans player getting um, this offensive lineman. Just, he just... Jacked his leg up. I can't do leg injuries. Tinsley had like a disgusted face about Toronto. Uh, I hate Toronto. Uh, I hate those guys. (laughs) The NFL's first game of any kind outside of North America. You guys want to take a guess? Mexico. Um, Australia. It was Tokyo. Hmm. Who would have thought? I would. I never even knew this. St. Louis Cardinals, which was the name of the St. Louis team at the time, uh, against the San Diego Chargers in Tokyo on August 16, 1976. International NFL preseason games became much more of a staple in the schedule with the founding of the American Bowl in 1986. The initiative lasted through 2005 and featured up to four international preseason games per year at its height. The series brought teams to London, Tokyo, Montreal, Berlin, Barcelona, Mexico City, Toronto, Dublin, Vancouver, Sydney, and Osaka. Osaka, sure. Uh, before it was abandoned, before NFL teams played again each other uh, across the globe, they faced against squads in other countries. The first game between an American team and a Canadian team came in 1948. 
the Canadian Football League's Montreal hosted the Brooklyn Dodgers of the All-American Football Conference and wound up losing uh, 27 to 1. I don't know how there was a one point. Anyways, two years later, the Giants visited the Ottawa uh, Riders' uh, first NFL-CFL exhibition game. NFL founded its international series in 2007, sending the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins to Wembley Stadium in London to kick things off. The series has been a part of every NFL season except for one COVID season. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars have played the most games in London. Here's the trivia question. Tens. How many games have the Jacksonville Jaguars played in London? Nine. Wait a minute. I have uh, A, 10, B, 11, C, 13, D, 9. Is that still your nine? Still your answer? I feel like you're trying to trick the COVID thing because no one went over there, but we did just have cool merch for 10 years. So I guess I'll go 10. No, how many, not seasons. How many games? Yeah, I'll say 10, but I bet it's not. And I bet I'm going to be mad. Zach? 10. 10, finally. 9. I'm going 9. It was 11. Oh. It was 9 before this season, and then they yeah. played the two yeah. games this season. Oh, yeah. I forgot we played two games this year. Yep, that makes sense. All right. And Great. that concludes my matchup. Tens is going to kill it on the statistics and analytics, so I wanted to go a different route with it. Uh, that's right. my matchup of the weekend. Bet. I whoops, sorry. I do not have a bunch of stats or statistics about my matchup of the weekend. It's just as simple as this. It's the Bengals versus the Bills. We're trying to figure out who the second best team in the AFC is. I'm sorry, the third best. Third best. Uh, I was we saying. The Chief, we got the Chiefs. Sorry. And then we got the Jags. So we got to figure out who's number three. I was saying you had statistics for the the Chiefs. Do- uh, I already saw your stats. That's what I was talking about. I didn't think you yeah. had any for this one. You're no, just, I'm you're just, just hyping it up, big dog. I'm just I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for Josh Allen to look dumb once again. <laughs> that's all he ever does when he plays on prime time. Um. All right, we want to shift to best bets. Let's get it. All right. Um. I'm gonna. Do mine real quick since it does link up with Mason's matchup of the weekend, and then you guys can give yours since yours are also your parlay legs. I'm pivoting, so oh. I have a best bet. I I have oh, a no. surprise for the. Whoops! I took I took uh, the parlay as that was my. But you were unsure about it. Well, well I you know what? Never mind. I because I feel like me pivoting if, is a bad move. If you, I mean, I would take. It whatever you pivoted to as well, but here we go. I am going with Chiefs minus one and a half. Mm. Patrick Mahomes as an underdog or favorite of three points or less is 19 6 and 1 in Pretty his good. career. That's 76 percent. Uh, Dolphins have not beaten a team that has a winning record this year, so the teams that they have beaten are the Chargers, Patriots. And uh, Panthers, because they beat the Patriots twice. There's somebody else in there. They obviously suck, because um, hmm. their records combined are bad. Um, the Chiefs, this is some real nerd stats here for you. 
the Chiefs are top five in DVO, DVOA in offense, defense, and special mm. teams. Mm. The, the Dolphins, which they do rank number one in offense, are number the 22nd and 25th on defense and special teams. Now, if you're wondering, you're wondering, hey, nerd alert, what does DVO, DVOA mean? It just means that it's defensive adjustment value over average. So it's just like how well you do over the average per play, like gaining yards, giving up yards, uh, turnovers, things like that, how efficient you are on offense, defense, Mm -hmm. special teams. If you're top five in all three categories, you're a pretty good football team. The Dolphins consistently are counting on their offense to bail them out um, for their bad defensive play and their special teams. They muff a lot of punts. They take kick kickoff returns when they shouldn't and set themselves up for bad field position. So um, clear advantage to the Chiefs there. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes any day of the week when he is a small favorite or underdog like this, especially if he is clearly a better quarterback than the guy he's playing. I don't I don't like I don't have like any bad say about Tua. I think he's a fine quarterback. They have weapons everywhere. But in a close game situation, give me Patrick Mahomes with anything less than three points. So that's my best bet. There you go. Love it. All right, side note. I would I do my best bet is going to be, I'm sticking with my leg that I had, but my best bet is going to be the, you you guys are going to like this, but the Colts minus two and a half against the Panthers. Panthers have had the worst record against the spread all season long of any NFL team. That's why it's not great. They are one, five and one. Uh, So give me, and Colts are even four and four against the spread. So, that's my best. That's my quick best bet. Parlay time. Let's get it. Parlay. Yeah, I didn't get my best. Bet. All right, so I my parlay anyways. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Go get for it, Zach. Zach. Okay, so my best bet and my parlay leg for college football world has not been mentioned yet, but um, I'll be honest. When I saw this line, I was like, "This cannot be right." Uh, and here it is. It is Washington. At minus three points over, oh, only a three-point favorite. Must be a pretty good team they're playing. Psych. It's USC in their trash defense. Uh, so here's the thing. I've been I've been trashing on USC's defense a, l- a lot this year and their team as a whole. Um, I think, um, you know, they have Caleb Williams, who is obviously an NFL talent and will be an NFL quarterback next season, highly top two pick without a doubt. Uh, Now, USC, not a good football team. Lincoln Riley, good offensive coach. Not a good head coach, it turns out. You know, their their team is just not built to to compete with good teams. Uh, Washington, despite some of their faults, I think they've seen the past couple of weeks, are a very good football team. They beat an Oregon team who we see now is legitimate. They're a legit playoff team. Now, Will Washington, I predicted them to lose to Oregon later on this season. I think that's going to happen. Do I think they're going to lose to this USC team who has looked so bad the last couple of weeks? Really should have lost last weekend, um, if not for a last-minute score. Uh, Washington and Penix Jr. is going to score points. I think they've been down... 
they've got their bad games out of the way. I think that they are better than those games they played against Arizona State and Stanford. I think they come out swinging, looking to make a statement against USC. They got disrespected in the playoff rankings. Uh, top, they were undefeated team beat un, beat a top seven Oregon team or number six overall playoff rankings uh, Oregon team, and they still were were out of the top four. Um, against a Michigan team who has played no one, and a Georgia team who's played nearly no one. Uh, and so here we are. I, I just am convinced that Washington is a much better team than USC. And for that reason, I think Washington minus three is, uh, I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. I'm, I'm on that one with Zach. I love all Zach's picks this weekend. So I am riding with my guy on college football. I do not see a world where Washington does not blow the doors off of USC. Thanks, Take man. that by itself and in the parlay. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go ahead and do my leg here, and that's going to be Dalton Kincaid over 37 and a half yards receiving. I have had, I've been forcing to move away from par, uh, from player props, and I think that that's my wheelhouse. I'm not going to force anything. With it being early with us usually doing our pod on like Wednesdays or Thursdays, sometimes it's hard to get those player props. I was able to find one that I really liked. For those who don't know, Dawson Knox is on IR, their other tight end. Last two games, Dalton Kincaid has had 65 yards against the Bucks, led the team with 75 yards against the Patriots two weeks ago. The Bengals' defense allowed the eighth most receiving yards against tight ends. I think it's going to be a shootout. I know Tins is not a uh, Josh Allen fan, and he roots for him to be horrible, but let's at least get 37 and a half yards. 38. He's almost had. He's had more than half of that, and then he's had bare uh, math. Uh, math. I'm trying to do math right now, but he's had like 30 yards more than this over under uh, last week. So I don't. Let's let's put that one in the books. Lock it in. 37 and a half yards with Washington minus three. Last leg tens. Um, I am going with something that seems to be tried and true in this guy's career. I'm going Ravens money line, which I wouldn't take this one by itself because it's juiced. They're a minus five and a half favorite. Um, but I'm just going to go money line for the parlay here. Lamar Jackson is 18 and one in his career against the NFC, probably because NFC crossover conference play. They don't get to see him a lot. They're not scouting him. They are not prepared for his running ability. And this Todd Munkin offense, they have been putting up yards everywhere. Last time we saw the Ra- or you know we saw the Ravens blow out the Lions two weeks ago, who are like the NFC darling right now, and then they, you know, they beat up on the Cardinals last week. So uh, Ravens at home, <clears throat> I'm going to take the money line, be a little bit safer. I don't love uh, minus five and a half. That is not that's past a key number, so I would stay away unless something makes it drop to a three. Um, so just give it money line for the parlay, and that actually is going to bring us to plus three eighty one, which is that's pretty good. Yeah, value nice right safe there. number. Mm-hmm. Look, here's the deal, guys. Nothing too here's crazy. what we if you just if we win one out of every like four weeks, I mean you're making your money. You know, if you're taking it with us every week, and we we just have to win one out of every like once a month parlay hits, you're making money off the gig. You know, it's true. It's true. 
That's all. Love it. Put it in the books. It's a parlay for a reason. That's you're not supposed to hit a parlay. Yeah, but we're we're gonna guarantee one this month. Uh, Maybe it's this week. Feel good about it. I think it's this week. All right. Is that a pod? That's a pod. That's a pod. That's a a weekend preview. Consider this weekend previewed.